Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Thanks for joining me today for episode 54, why it's hard to move on after a broken relationship. And this is about soul ties. And I was supposed to post this last Wednesday and I didn't. And I have a very good reason why (laughs) Uh, my husband was getting delivered. And I thought we were actually heading to um, our church to pray over soul ties, but he ended up getting delivered, and uh, it was just amazing. Um, my husband had a soul tie uh, with the first woman that I guess he fell in love with and that he wanted to marry, but she ended up cheating on him. So he felt betrayal from that relationship. And a lot of times when people experience trauma, of all different kinds, but in his case, it was um, almost like a sense of unworthiness. Uh, I'm unworthy to have a happy, healthy relationship. So if you can imagine, that just creates a lot of personal self-sabotaging in relationships. And looking at all this just makes our entire relationship make so much more sense. Um, We've been together 15 years. Uh, going on 16 years this September. And we've been married for about four or five years. I don't really remember. And I know that's probably really bad. And I think the reason why is because being together for 15 years, we always focused on that anniversary, if you will. And it already felt like we were married because as soon as we got together, you know, I had already had my son and I actually met my husband when I was pregnant. Um, we were going to school together. We were uh, completing our bachelor's in construction management. And I was the only female. <laughs> and I remember being pregnant towards the end of the school year. And uh, we actually started dating after my baby boy Ashton was born. And he's been his father ever since. Yeah. Um, well, like I mentioned, um, people that experience trauma, you know, overcoming personally with me all overcoming all of the the sexual abuse the incestuous rape um rape from all these other men um i took on a lot a lot of trauma a lot of mental illness but i never knew that soul ties was a thing and that this could be affecting me because i've had hard times moving on after a broken relationship it you know and 
I can see now looking back that many of the issues can definitely stem from me creating soul ties with these men. Uh, there's a lot of different signs that you can tell if you have developed a soul tie. A lot of times it is through sex, but it can also be just through, it could be through a friendship. It could just be through um, different ways. It doesn't always necessarily have to be sexual. Uh, but I did learn that spirits can actually transfer from one person to another through sexual intercourse. So yikes. Um, so a couple ways to tell if you have developed a soul tie are that you have a deep connection with that person. Um, I believed I had deep connections with each and every boyfriend that I had. Um, how genuine was it? Well, for me, to me, I believe it was genuine. I'm not so sure if it was genuine for them. But then again, my idea of love was very, very skewed because, because of everything that happened to me. You know, I started cutting at age 11 due to the emotional neglect from my parents. So it was really hard to understand what love was. Even my older brother who I lived with was very violent and mean with me because poor thing was dealing with his own issues. So I resonated with, it's a very old classic rock song called um, Love Hurts by Nazareth. That was like my jam. That was like my song. That song would come on and I would blast it and I would just sit there and my heart and soul would resonate with that song and I would sing the words and I would cry. And I, I look back and I'm like, wow, I don't know why I did that to myself. I mean, I do, but you know, those are just questions that you ask. And I even have a tattoo. It's the only one I have. It's right here in my right trapezius. And uh, it says in curse if love hurts. It was done with the homemade tattoo gun. So it's not like it's the best um, art, if you will. Um, it was just some dude that I met that happened to be living in this apartment complex and he decided to give it to me for free. So there was that. Um, that was my view of what love was. And then, you know, being incestuously raped at 12, you know, that's family. Um, um, even though it was a cousin, it's just like, you're supposed to be family. There's supposed to be love there. I know this is wrong. So why is this happening? I'm telling people nobody's doing anything about it. So it, again, just more and more confusion around the idea of love. So I think anytime I had a boyfriend and especially if we would become intimate, my mind thought that, you know, this was love, you know, I would love hard and, strong and it wasn't necessarily always reciprocated. Another sign of having a soul tie is that they always have perfect timing. Like they seem to come in at the right time. Well, for me, not exactly because as soon as I was done with one relationship, I never even had time to heal or be alone. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, I didn't, it might sound crazy and silly, but nobody ever taught me these things. I had no idea after one relationship, there wasn't the next guy and then the next guy and then the next guy. Like I, I didn't have to seek them out. They were just there. It was like, that's what you did. You were in a relationship. I, I mean, that was my perspective and view on life. 
one of the other signs is that you seem obsessed with them. I think for me, I was because it was almost as if my entire world revolved around them. What are they doing? What are they eating? I need to, I need to feed them and take care of them. Where are they going? Why haven't they called or why haven't they? Well, back then, I mean, back, back then they, they, they didn't really have cell phones. It was pagers, but, um, you know, in my twenties and thirties and stuff like that, it's just like, I, I had this sense of control. Um, spiritually, uh, people refer to that as the, um, biblically it's referred to as the Jezebel spirit, the spirit of control, feeling the need to control things. And it makes sense that I would have, um, adopted that because of all the sexual abuse I endured. I was never given an option or a choice. These things just happened to me and I was always frozen in fear. So I never had the strength, the voice to say no, stop, or even scream out, even though I really wanted to. Um, so I was very obsessed and had a very deep sense of controlling these situations. Um, another sign is that you yearn for their approval. And I know I did. And see, with that one, it's almost like a little twisted for me, if you will, because, you know, when you're a child, uh, you want, you seek that approval from your parents. So if you're not getting that as a young child, I think you can tend to seek that out in the relationships that you, you know, take on. And I think in a way I was doing that as well. So I don't know, it almost seems like I had a double whammy there. Another sign is that they get the most exaggerated reaction out of you. Um, sad to say, oh yeah, uh, when things didn't go my way, if they, I wanted them there and they weren't there. If they were late, I would go nuts. I would go crazy. I was so emotionally psychotic. It seemed I just was always exaggerate. I had exaggerated emotions. Nobody taught me about emotional management to ask myself, why it is that am I feeling this way? Where does that come from? You know, nobody taught me these things. I didn't know any better. I didn't know it was a thing. So I definitely had crazy, exaggerated reactions. So is that a sign of a soul tie or is that just from trauma? Hmm. Another sign is that uh, you tend to measure and compare all of your other relationships to the current one that you're in. Well, I think I did that. Don't we all? <laughs> like, you know, you think that, oh, this one's going to be so much better than the last one because you know, it was a failure. And now here you have another opportunity. And maybe that's just me. I don't know. Feel free to comment. Let me know. <laughs> I'm definitely curious about some of these things. These aren't my Tiffany's signs that you've got a soul tie, did some research, and this is what's out there. Um, another one is you can't seem to move on even when you hate them. Hate is a strong word. Uh, don't we all feel like we hate our exes? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, a misguided hate because you're, whether, well, whether it's true love or not, you believe that you truly, truly love this person. And for whatever reason, the relationship fell apart and now you're really angry at them. And that could be from a multitude of reasons. Did they cheat on you? Did they break your heart? Did they hurt you? Um, the rejection, um, they promised you till death do us part, you know, there could be a, a ton of different reasons. Um, when it comes to that feeling that you hate them, 
So I, I don't know. That one's a little odd to me. What do you think? Uh, you freak out when it feels like you will lose them. Yeah. I think for me, I definitely did because there's that, that obsession piece again. It's just like they're mine, you know, that, that obsessiveness, you know, they're mine, uh, possessiveness. I mean, you know, they belong to me, you know, they're mine, you know, nobody else better look at you and you better not look at anybody else. You know, like <laughs> I was so crazy, man. Wow. If any of this resonates with you, that that's the way that you were, and if you find out that you're still kind of like that, well, there's hope. <laughs> there's hope, because I am nowhere near like that, like that, the way that I used to be. And I, I thank God every day that I'm not. These were, it. that was not who I truly was. It was really all the symptoms from the trauma that I had experienced. Wow. Another one is you strongly believe that they complete you. Oh, you complete me. <laughs> of course I thought that. Uh, one of my boyfriends actually drew me a picture. And it had two hearts and it said, together we are one. Oh boy, that picture meant so much to me. Because it felt like I believed what it said we are one together. We are one. I truly believe that. I think I became obsessed with that idea. So when it came to this particular person, Oh, talk about exaggerated reactions, talk about emotional outbursts. Oh my gosh, that one. But I know I really, really love that person. That one was, I know that one was a love, but that doesn't mean that there was, you know, other soul ties or, you know, trauma symptoms rooted there because I had not healed. So it's very safe to say that all of that was present. Uh, another one is you start losing yourself in the relationship. I think that was me every single time because I never learned. I never established. I never developed my identity of who I was in fact, as sad and as dark as it sounds, I actually took on the identity that I was put on this earth to be sexually abused. Uh, I feel so bad for myself that I used to actually think that way. But when you know my life story, it, it makes sense. So I basically did whatever, the, whomever guy I was with, I did what they wanted me to do. I drank with what they wanted me to drink. I smoked what they wanted me to smoke. I took what they wanted me to take. I dressed the way they wanted me to dress. I would do whatever it is to please that person. I never, I don't even know if I was losing myself per se, because I don't even, I don't, I never knew who I was to begin with. And that's very, very dangerous, I believe, because Two people should be independent, healthy-minded people. And then, you know, now I know better, but it's so beneficial to just be friends with the person first. Even if you start to develop feelings and stuff, that's great, but just be friends first. Find out how they treat their parents. Find out how they act when they're angry. You know, like you gotta, you gotta seek out those red flags. I'm not saying dismiss all the good in them. I'm saying you just gotta be so careful. It makes perfect sense why um, God told us to wait, you know, to have sex before marriage. It makes so much sense to me now. I just, sometimes I think, you know, how much different my life would have been had I gone about things the way 
God instructed us to. <laughs> um, but I don't live in regret because I'm grateful for my life experiences, no matter how dark they are, because I'm now in a position where I'm able to help other people, hence doing, you know, these podcasts and just being so transparent and open with you guys. I'm not ashamed of my past like I used to be because that is not the truth of who I was. That was all my trauma at what everybody saw. Everybody who knew me back then, what they saw, what they heard, what they experienced with me was all riddled and tainted with trauma, 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 trauma. And the, the goodness that they saw was probably the real me peeking through. Uh, another one is you may find yourself going against your code of conduct. Oh yeah. Big time. Especially because I had lost myself or again, I don't think I had, I knew who I was to begin with, but, um, it didn't matter whether I thought it, it's like, I never even cared to pay attention to what mattered to me. Uh, did I have a code of conduct? No. Why would I? Even if I did, even if I thought there should have been one, it would have been trampled over or it, it was It's like, it, I don't know if that makes sense. It's just, there's one thing that I didn't do. I didn't become a stripper. And uh, I hope that doesn't offend anybody who's done that in their past. That's not what that's about. That's just me sharing my personal experience. It was something that I chose specifically not to do because I had been sexually abused so much. It's like uh, the last thing I wanted to do was go get a job doing something like that. Uh, so I don't, I was never the type to, you know, expose my belly button like my mother did, you know, with those short midriff shirts or expose my breast or, I mean, don't get me wrong in those drunken stupors. Yes, I would flash. I would do things like that. That's not what I mean. I mean, doing it for a living, like, like I never, that was a code of conduct, if you will, something that I chose not to do. Um, same, same thing with being a prostitute. Those are two things that I chose not to do. Um, that doesn't mean that I still didn't engage in other things that may, that, you know, now knowing the truth of who I am now, I would never do those things because I, you know better, do better. And uh, I believe in saving yourself before marriage. I believe that wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, if any of you feel judged, believe me, I, I didn't save myself before marriage. I don't even, I don't, I wasn't even given the opportunity. Let's put it that way. I wasn't given the chance to see if I would have waited till marriage. Um, if you're listening to this and you've ever had those thoughts, please save yourself. Why? Because it saves you so much heartache. You know, you're so precious and you just don't deserve to just give it away so freely like that. Whether you're a boy or a girl, man or a woman, I think it goes both ways. Um, and if you've already been there, done that, I hope you don't think that you're ruined or you're dirty or this or that. Because I know some people do feel that way. Um, you're not. God forgives all. You know, you can be made new again. All you have to do is ask. Um Another one is you fantasize about them a lot. Well, sure you do. Even when you're in love, what do you do? You sit there and write, um, well, I don't want to use anybody's last name. Smith is not a last name of somebody that I was, nope. Um, oops. <laughs> I was going to say, you know how you write your name and then the person who you like, you write down their last name as if you're married um, that's considered fantasizing. I mean, even if you're friends and there's somebody that you love and you did that, um, you're fantasizing. But, um, according to these tips, this is 
a sign that you have a soul tie, but I don't know about that one. But I definitely did that. Of course I did. It's like that, especially because I felt I was obsessed, you know, with each person I was with. It was like my world revolved around them. They're the ones that basically told me who I was, <laughs> you know. So, of course, I fantasized about them, probably in an unhealthy way, too. Um, the last tip I have here is even when you move on, you can't fully enjoy your new relationship. Hmm. Well, yeah. Going back to my husband's soul tie, I truly believe that. Knowing what I know now, if you are someone who has gotten into a relationship and you have chosen to be sexually active with that person, I believe, this is just my personal thoughts and beliefs, I believe you do develop a soul tie. And I also believe that if whether it doesn't matter who who it is, it might be both of you. But if one of you or both of you came out of a previous relationship and you did not give yourself time to heal, then you will be carrying heartache from that previous relationship. If either of you have experienced any trauma in your past, you will bring that into the relationship and you might not even realize that you're doing it. I know that. I didn't realize anything that I was doing until I started healing and learning and understanding. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the person who I was then and the person who I am now is like completely polar opposites, you know? So there's truth in this. And for anybody listening, I highly encourage you to just make sure that you're being careful. If it's meant to be, it'll be um, I wanted to share some biblical scripture for those of you who are believers. Um, the first book of Samuel, chapter 18, verse 1 states, And it came to be, when he had ended speaking to Saul, that the being of Jonathan was knit to the being of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own being. A lot of people use that scripture when they discuss soul ties. Um, and I can understand that. I don't think that that was, you know, sexual, but more of a bonding, um, a natural love, a bonding. So it does state that there, a soul tie. I can see why people say that. Um, but what I noticed was this one. In 1 Corinthians um, chapter 6, verses 16 through 20, um, it says, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
mic drop. <laughs> like to me, that one spoke mountains when it comes to soul ties. I believe that we are not our own. God made us. I didn't make myself. Yeah, my mother and father made me, but who made them? And so forth, so forth. I truly believe God made us. We come from God. We were made by God, for God, on purpose, with purpose. What I want you guys to take away from today is that it's important to heal after a broken relationship and definitely break any and all soul ties that may have developed from that. And today I'd like to encourage you to pray and ask God to help you heal, you know, from past relationships and to break off any soul ties that you may have made and just start living for him. You want to develop a soul tie, develop a soul tie to him. Um, you know, like it says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own for you are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's true love comes from God. You want to be in a loving, beautiful relationship, be in a relationship with God. You are too precious to not be careful who you allow into your heart and soul. You really are. That's it for me, guys. Sending so much love and light to you all. And just remember, you are precious. See you on the next episode. Bye now.